This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. The senseless shootings keep happening. The ugliness of hatred and violence continues. The government's response to all this is to clamp down on we the people by imposing more costly security measures without any real benefit. More militarized police, more surveillance, more gun control measures, more metal detectors and whole body imaging devices, more roaming squads of militarized police empowered to do more stop and frisk searches, and more government monitoring of what Americans say and do, where they go, what they buy, and how they spend their time. Of course, all these measures play into the government's hands. All these measures add up to more government power, less real security, and less freedom for us. As we should have learned the hard way, the phantom promise of safety in exchange for restricted or regulated liberty is a false, misguided doctrine that has no basis in truth. Things are falling apart in America, folks. When things start to fall apart and implode, ask yourself, who stands to benefit? In most cases, it's the government that stands to benefit by amassing greater powers at the citizenry's expense. Unfortunately, the government's answer to civil unrest and societal violence, as always, will lead us further down the road we've traveled since 9-11 towards totalitarianism and away from freedom. With alarming regularity, the nation is being subjected to a spate of violence that not only terrorizes the public, but also destabilizes the country's fragile ecosystem. It also gives the government greater justifications to crack down, lock down, and institute even more authoritarian policies for the so-called sake of national security without many objections from the citizenry. Clearly, America is being pushed to the brink of a national nervous breakdown. This breakdown is manifesting itself in madness, mayhem, and an utter disregard for the very principles and liberties that have kept us out of the clutches of totalitarianism for so long. Yet, there is a method to this madness. Remember, authoritarian regimes begin with incremental steps, bit by bit. The citizens find its freedoms being curtailed and undermined for the sake of national security, and slowly the populace begins to submit. No one speaks up for those being targeted. No one resists these minor acts of oppression. No one recognizes the indoctrination into tyranny for what it is. Historically, this failure to speak truth to power has resulted in whole populations being conditioned to tolerate unspoken cruelty toward their fellow human beings. A bystander syndrome in which people remain silent and disengaged, mere onlookers in the face of abject horrors and injustice. Yet whether or not we continue to operate in a state of denial, it won't change the facts. The nation is imploding, and our republic is being pushed ever closer to martial law. Mind you, this shift toward totalitarianism and martial law started a long time ago, set in motion by powers that be that see the government as a means to an end, power and profit. Indeed, with every passing day, the United States government borrows yet another leaf from Nazi Germany's playbook. Secret police, secret courts, secret government agencies, surveillance, censorship, intimidation, harassment, torture, brutality, widespread corruption, entrapment, indoctrination, indefinite detention. 
These are not tactics used by constitutional republics where the rule of law and the rights of the citizenry reign supreme. Rather, they are the hallmarks of authoritarian regimes where the only law that counts comes in the form of heavy-handed, unilateral dictates from a supreme ruler who uses a secret police to control the people. Can the Fourth Reich happen here? Let me tell you something. It's already happening. And like the German people, we remain inclined to look the other way. Here are some of the looming problems Americans seem to be ignoring, caught up in a state of passivity, denial, and indifference. Our government is massively in debt. Our educational system is failing to educate. Our homes provide little protection against government intrusions. Our prisons, housing the largest number of inmates in the entire world, is still growing. And it's become a money-making enterprise for private corporations that rely on the inmates for cheap labor. We are no longer a representative republic. The nation's infrastructure is falling apart. Americans know little to nothing about their rights or how the government is supposed to operate. Nearly one out of every three American children live in poverty, ranking us among the worst in the developed world. Patrolled by police, our schools have become little more than quasi-prisons. In our present surveillance system, the burden of proof has now shifted so that we are all suspects to be spied on, searched, scanned, frisked, monitored, tracked, and treated as if we're potentially guilty of some wrongdoing. Americans can no longer rely on the courts to mete out justice. Americans have little protection against police abuse. These are problems that will continue to plague America and be conveniently ignored by the politicians, unless until Americans wake up to the fact that we're the only ones who can change things. As always, the solution to most problems must start locally, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, and in our communities. We've got to refrain from the toxic us-versus-them rhetoric that is consuming the country. We've got to work harder to build bridges instead of burning them to the ground. We've got to learn to stop bottling up dissent and disagreeable ideas and learn how to work through our disagreements without violence. We've got to demilitarize our police and lower the levels of violence here and abroad, whether it's violence we export to other countries, violence we glorify in entertainment, or violence we revel in when it's leveled at our so-called enemies, politically or otherwise. Remember that when you strip away all the things that serve to divide us, we're no different underneath. We all bleed red, and we all suffer when violence becomes the government's calling card. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, the oppression and injustice, be it in the form of shootings, surveillance, excessive fines, prison terms, roadside searches, and so on, will come to all of us eventually unless we do something to stop it. Unless we can learn to live together as brothers and sisters and fellow citizens, we will perish as tools and prisoners of the American police state. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. Visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again. <laughs>